Dive Deep Commodore. Subwar 2050 on Amigos. Everything Amiga. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're talking about Subwar. Oh, man. Yeah. Subwar. That's a good name. Subwar 2050. You know, we've talked about how we both wanted to be spacemen when we were young. That's right. Did you ever carry that feeling over into wanting to be a deep sea explorer? God, no. I feel like deja vu here. But no, I never wanted to, you know, being in a sub would be cool. You know, it'd be cool to go underwater mm-hmm. if I could stay dry. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to, like, do anything different, you know? I would be down with that. And I would want assurances that I would get back up and right. out of the water. Right. You know, if it was like a boat. But, I mean, I don't want to, like, live there. Like, you remember that? You know how they've got these gimmicks and, like, bonds and stuff where they've got, they built, like, these sea towns? Yeah, the undersea Yeah, or, like, they float on the sea. Mm-hmm. Like, who thought that's a good idea? Have they ever watched the sea? It's not like the sea's just tranquil thing just sits there. There's crap going on. Well, if you're down there at the bottom, remember that show Sea Lab that was on TV? Yeah. (laughs) That's a bad, bad example, (laughs) Boat. That's a real bad example. What about Sequest DSV? I never watched that show, despite its Amiga connection. (laughs) But, I mean, here's the difference. These things are under the sea. Yes. Under the sea. Right. We're going to strike for that. Mm Mm-hmm. But the, under the sea, there's no waves of crap. Right. That's my point. These guys built stuff that's like on the sea. Who are these guys? Yeah, like you ever seen uh, uh, one of the Bond movies? The guy built like this Aqua Town. Right? Really? I'm sure it had a better name than that. Right. But it was like that gimmick that like you know was on the water. Like who thought that was a good idea? That sounds dumb. It does. Plus, there's all the bad weather. And yeah. Crap. And plus, when you're under the sea, it's not like it's like tranquil. There's currents and crap. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's We've polluted the water, so there's all that to deal with. I feel like if you're down, once you get down below the surface, being under the sea and being in space, not that different. Well, I think they're plenty different. Why? Well, the, the sea is full of, like, the crud. That's true. The, the space is filled with nothing. There's yeah. that, so there's a difference there. Also, like, uh, I, I don't know how pressure works in space. You know, like the pressure of space, the vacuum. Like, I think there's probably pressure. Is, but up I mean, there. is it more? Is it like like if I went into the water, you can go down and then get smashed into like a tin can, mm-hmm. right? Because the pressure, right? right. I don't, is that work in space in the same way? I don't know that there's this that that particular risk, but I do know that the cabin is pressurized in space. They do have to do that, but it's uh, you do know. They? Yeah. Just put a bunch of air in there. No, I, I'm pretty sure because you know that your ears pop and all that. In stuff. space? Yeah. How do you know that? I think I heard that guy talk about it from Canada. <laughs> so you're just making crap up now. You what? don't know for sure. What guy from Canada? The astronaut guy that plays guitar. Who's that? You never heard about that guy? What's oh, his name, Talk Boat? to any Canadian and it'll come up in the do first you know 30 his seconds. Name? His name's Mustache Man. No. I don't know. But Astronaut Joe. Yeah. That great Canadian. But I think I remember him talking about that. You I got didn't a know Canadians the... have ever been in this space. They, well, like I said, talk well, to any... Were they on our ship? Does Canada have a space program? You know, a lot of Canadians actually think that NASA stands for North American Space Administration because yeah. they want to be part of the club. It makes you sense. You always have to burst well, their Mexico bubble. Mexico, too. Get that. them all in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think I'd want to go fly in a, in a 
you know, a, a Canadian spaceship. Really? So you're you're burying the Canadians well, no, in their engineering like, Whenever I think of a Canadian, I think of Bobadon McKenzie. And I can see those guys. <laughs> you get on, you get like in the back in the back. It's like, oh, how's it going, eh? We're prepared to blast off, poser. <laughs> you don't want to hear that on the on the microphone when you take it off. Man. That's that's true. That's true. Well, Aaron, you know this has been riveting. <laughs> How do we get from the water to space again? I don't even know. <laughs> but let's talk about Subwar. Oh, man. Subwar. You know, if, when you think about the name, it's like a smaller part of an overarching larger war that happened in 2050. Mm. Maybe. I don't know about that. Boat, had you heard of Subwar before this week? I think I have, actually. I think I had heard of Subwar. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've done different submarine simulations over the years uh, from Microprose. We've done the silent services and things like that. And I think that in doing research on that, this game, you know, always came up as another option in the genre. Yeah. <laughs> An option is now, we should mention that when it comes to sub-war, you had your choices here on the Amiga. It's one of those games. So this was originally out of DOS, Newsflash. So this was, oh, okay, and it and was converted over. bam, DOS. Okay. okay. Then 94, the Amiga AGA version comes around, and then in uh, 94, late 94, Maybe the same time, uh, the CD32 version. Interesting. I, I was surprised because I talked to you about this the other night, and you're like, "Listen, you should try the CD32 version of this." And I was, it, when you think about a game like this, because like Microprose has made a ton of games we played, like you mentioned. None of those games to me sound like something I'd play with a controller. No, not at all. And this one doesn't either. And mm -hmm. so I spent the majority of my time playing the AGA version. I think you said you spent the majority of your time playing the. CD32 version. No, I, I never. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it to work. Oh so. really? Oh, there you go. So, well, we, I guess we must say. And by the way, here's a wacky tidbit on this one. For whatever reason, 2013, I thought, eh, let's release a, a Windows version of this. That's a Windows XP, Vista, and, and Windows Seven, so that you can actually go. Buy. Yeah, you get this is on Steam right yeah, now. Very odd, but there you go. Uh, this was uh, developed by an outfit called Particle Systems. Uh, this is all they did on the Amiga. And published, of course, by Microprose, uh, who have done, God, so many games. Just to name something that we've covered. Uh, Bloodnet, which that is the outlier, yeah. admittedly. <laughs> Condensation, <laughs> Covert Action, uh, 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 F-19, uh, 3D Pool. It's a bunch of stuff. I, I will say, of all those, Bloodnet is the most uh, holiday appropriate, but it's also not as wacky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was designed by a fellow named Mike uh, Brunton. Uh, and the uh, producer, this was Tim Roberts. Tim Roberts does have a couple of Amiga credits. Fields of Glory boat and Tower of Babel. Uh, coded by Mike Powell, who did Power Drum Wonderland. Uh, the graphics were done by a whole host of people. I mean, this is a... They had the full team on this one. The musician on this, the uh, ever-present, the omnipresent, Alistair Brimble, uh, who contributed such classics as Agony... Sound for all the alien breeds, the uh, dizzies, and tons and tons and tons. He's done. He's done it all. He's been there. Um, the uh, this game uh, was released on a CD or discs, of course, like we mentioned. Uh, and if you play on DOS, there was an expansion for this, which the, apparently Amiga never got. Oh, so just an FYI, it was called. And I like the name of the expansion: Subwar Twenty Fifty. The plot deepens. <laughs> Come hey, on. they got it in there. That's not bad, Boat. So when this thing honed into view, Boat, your initial impressions, 
as this thing, because you know when you're getting into something like this, you're in you're in the deep end. No pun intended. Well, you know, I went through and I was I was dead set on playing the CD32 version. I went on Hall of Light. And I looked at the manual. I was like, this is going to be great because I can control this whole thing from the controller. You thrust with the triggers, you're firing your missiles, your torpedoes with the buttons. Well, I couldn't get that to work, so I had to play the AG. You love the set on your hiney living room experience. When I am, when I, my favorite environment when I play video games is kick back in the recliner like a slug. Yeah. Just not, just barely even moving my hands. You, this is the, I've seen you do this for all occasions. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, know, even when, the only time I've seen you really actively dancing around is when we were watching the, the disco championship. That did get time. me moving. That got you moving. Yeah. You know, I'm telling you, Bo, you need to get you a, one of those Amiga minis, the 8500 minis, perfect. Get a wireless controller, you're done, That's, son. Yeah, you're, you're not the wrong. the keyboard's part of the gimmick, right, you see. Right, right. So anyway, I, I, I did get out the old wireless keyboard. I did sit in the recliner like a slug. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I fired this thing up. When you, when you first sort of see it, you think, well, okay, this doesn't look so bad because you're, instead of getting, you know, the, the menu is done in an attractive way. It's a lot like silent service. Yeah. Where you are on the deck of a submarine and the different positions on the deck are your different options. Yeah. And so you've got your, you can select your mission, you can select your pilot, you can uh, outfit your sub with various equipment. There is a combat simulator pod that you can go into and fool around with. Uh, and I didn't like the pod. Yeah. I well, had trouble getting the pod. I mean, I got to work, but I, it was not that much I was fun. never able, actually able to engage in combat yeah. in the pod. That was <laughs> well, really... That's the- a- that's a that's a game wide issue that we'll yeah. get into. But overall, my first impressions pretty positive. I was like, this yeah. looks like something that's approachable. Yeah, this is a there. You know, when it comes to a submarine simulator, okay, you expect certain things, mm-hmm. all right. But this is twenty fifty, so you're not getting into like a usual sub. You're getting into some kind of future sub, right? You know, right. In the future and, subs look a lot like the old World War II planes, where they have a really pointed nose, and they paint the alligator teeth on the sides. Looked, I thought they looked kind of like manta rays or something. But well, they're, they were, they're, well, the point of this is, like, if you're doing, like, F-19, like, some people know what an F-19 looks like. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to be like, hey, the rivet in Section B is wrong. You guys are all dumb. Right. So they cracked the code here. Just pick crap that doesn't exist. And then no one can give you the business, and you just make it however you want. And I think that gives you a certain amount of freedom yeah. when you delve into the not-too-distant Now, future. I'm going to give you the, the, the official lore behind Yeah, this I don't game. know the lore. Okay. The year is 2050. I got that part. That's the only part I knew. <laughs> the ocean is the next frontier, and war inevitably reaches the depths of the sea. As an independent mercenary working for a corporate conglomerate, you pilot the latest fighter subs to protect the corporation's interests in exchange for cold, hard cash. With five different theaters of operations and an interesting mix of aerial-style submarine tactics, you'll be fighting fierce battles for corporate territory beneath the waves. Yes. That's simple and to the point. Yeah. We need money. Go kill enemy. Right. There we go. That's, That's the game. Now... Since both mentioned the opening menu, we'll just talk briefly touch on it. This is where you uh, select your pilot, select uh, go and, and fiddle with what sub you want, what's on the sub. You can uh, set your mi- which mission you want to go on. Is it training mission? Is it one of the theaters? What do you want to do? You set that up, and 
There's you set your options, get everything ready to go, and then there's basically a begin, and then you can go on missions like, or you can go in the simulator. Once you've got everything set up, you hit the begin, and and you take off. And so, uh, when you set your missions up, you've got uh, was it six six training missions uh, in there, and then you've got then you can pick or you, and you can skip the training missions. Mm-hmm. You can go right, which I don't recommend. I did that the first time. Uh, and then you and then, or you can just go right into the various theaters of combat. Once you've done all this stuff, you're in the sub. And so let's talk about what that's like. The the when you envision being in the water, mm-hmm. okay, you sort of envision the top of the water, not necessarily the underwater part. Because guess what, the underwater part is basically pitch black. Mm-hmm. And so they that's sort of what they do here because you spend a lot of time near the bottom in this game. And so so they were in an interesting position here. How are we going to do this to make this... Because otherwise, it's just like space. Right. And so they did some, I think, fairly clever things to give you the feeling that you were underwater. Uh, they they put a grid work over you, that which is basically like... Uh, I believe they call it heat layers mm-hmm. that you go through. But it moves like waves. Mm-hmm. And it gives you the impression that you're in a liquid. Right. All right. I mean, it's a. And they also put little, you know, schmutz in the water that you pass by, you know, dust and and all that. Right. Right. And and then there are whales down there. It's one thing that, of course, you're at the bottom of the ocean. Depending on where you're at, you're going to be. It's not like there's tons of fish or anything down here. It's just like a big bunch of nothing Mm. most of the time. You can get confused real easily. And so they did some other clever things. They give you an artificial horizon. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a straight line that's right in the middle of the screen. You got to have it. Oh yeah. And I'm assuming real subs. I would think like so. This I would think so because it's real easy to get confused. Right. Even with that thing, uh, they also uh, give you. You've got like uh, this isn't like uh, Silent Search where you're actually going to different areas of the ship. You're basically setting at the control panel. You can access other things, but they don't have cool little rooms or whatever. Uh, and so the, your, your all your information it's sort of like F nineteen you know in a lot of ways you've got sort of the same kind of control panel. Uh, I play again. I played the Amiga C three or the uh, AGA version. So you use plus and minus to change your acceler- acceleration. You can actually there are two different ways to control uh, your what do you call it, your pitch and yaw, mm-hmm. and that is you can either have it just be straight left and right sideways or you could be free with it right i don't recommend being free yeah, unless you have to be the, the strafing maneuver is much better yeah i mean sometimes you have to sort of angle downward yeah like if you're shooting well, you, you gotta you gotta aim down to go down as well right well i mean but i mean it, normally i didn't i didn't use the free look thing if i didn't have to mm-hmm. because it's easy to get to get crazy yeah and you use, i use the mouse to control it see I, what i did was i used the i would control my throttle with my with my right hand on the keyboard and yeah. then use my thumb on the ps4 stick oh you used the, okay yeah, I, yeah so. I used i used the actual mouse okay. to do that and that may not have been the best method uh, again, much like something like an F night it's nice the more i think about this the more this reminds me of f19 in a lot of ways because you like in your early missions, uh, and we'll talk. I want to get your thoughts on some of these missions here in a minute. But the early missions are stuff like take your sub to the waypoints, mm-hmm. shoot four things, you know, go to the waypoint and then shoot things, mm-hmm. shoot things, then go to more waypoints. It's not they. It's training, and they they work okay. How quickly did you were you able to pick this thing up? Buddy? Pretty quick. 
Pretty quick. This is a lot, you know, I consider this to be a flight sim that just happens to be under the water. Like, mm -hmm. you know, what they've done is they've taken a lot of the frustrating parts about flight sims. And when you're underwater, you don't have to worry about it. Like, for example, when you're in the air, you got to be constantly moving forward. Yeah. Okay. When you're under the water, if you need to change direction, you can kill your throttle and then just move over to wherever bearing says you're where you need to go. You're right. And yeah. then throttle back up. Yeah. Yeah. So this took a lot of the, nor the a lot of the things that I normally find frustrating about flying games and made them less frustrating. It's a lot more like a space sim, like elite, you know, flying your ship around in elite, that sort of a thing. And especially with the waypoints and things like that, like when you're plotting a course, to a, to a sector in elite, you're essentially doing the same thing. Yeah. You're flying from system to system, just like you're flying from waypoint to waypoint in this game. Uh, luckily, there's no uh, annoying docking sequence. You dock automatically yeah. when you reach the you end of your mission. The mission just ends. Yeah. They, yeah. they took a lot of the baloney out. Mm -hmm. uh, you can, uh, something else you can do in this that you can't really do in like, another thing, again, this reminds me of like Knights of the Sky, for example. It's like, you can just hit the bottom. Mm -hmm. I mean, it may, it may damage you, but like, you're not dead. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so you got that going Because you're not you. going a million miles in an hour when Also, you if you're bottom. tumbling, you just stop. Right. And then you're like, okay, where am I? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, unless you're under fire, you're okay. I you thought know? that the way that they did the compass points was easy to figure out. Yeah. You know, they, they say, it's okay, yeah, <laughs> here's where you're going next. Head on this bearing. You're this far away. Then go. Uh, you've got buttons that will get you to different parts of the of the game street, like a like a, a a map. It's not what I would call seamless. It's not really even attractive. No, but, I mean you can do it. Mm -hmm. It's but it's not the best, is right. it? It's, it's not the worst. So I mean we've seen it done better. And there is no like you don't really get a map on your main screen yeah. to speak of, which is a, a bummer. Yeah, I found the map in this game to be borderline unusable. Actually, well, I mean, it's, I, it seemed it's almost point. It basically the only thing I ever used it for. If I was completely screwed, mm -hmm. I'd be like, okay, where am I? Because mm -hmm. the waypoints make the system makes it easier. But just because there's a waypoint, I mean, it's where you need to be right that second. Right. right. And so sometimes I would just swim out somewhere, be boned, and not know what was going on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the map was. Not the best. And the, 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 once you get out of the main view, the main cockpit view, all of the submenus utilize the ever-popular icon system. Yeah. And these icons are so low res, and the contrast is so poor between the button and the symbol <laughs> that I found all of that stuff to just be so super bad compared to the cockpit view, which is great. These aren't the best symbols they chose no, either no it's funny in the very opening screen where i'm in the room where you set everything up mm -hmm. so i went to pick a mission and i picked a mission and i was like okay how do i start this mission and there are buttons and 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 dials and crap everywhere yeah. and none of them start the mission. right exactly I didn't understand that yeah but i sat there for like five minutes i did the going same thing over yeah, oh, thank God. I just kept I it, like it, a I, the screen kept popping up. Like, do you want to cancel? Do yeah. you want to cancel? No, I want to go. You know, yeah, and, it's like so. I don't understand what's happening. So you uh, you set things up. So that's sort of. I mean, it's okay the title screen with where you say everything, but it's mm -hmm. sort of also kind of dumb. Yeah, like you could have done this in a a, a, a menu that just kept going, right. as opposed to going over all over the place. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they were going for there. I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's sort of like Wing Commander. You know, you well, want to feel like you're on the bridge and you're walking then, around. It's sort of part of the immersion. When I when I want to get immersed, I don't. Is immersed a word? Yeah, immersed is a word. When I want to get immersed, 
I don't want to like in, in my world. I'm not walking around the multiple <laughs> menu. This is more like signing up for your classes at Marshall yeah. back in the day. It's yeah. like I need to. Where's my freaking advisor in the basement? <laughs> All right, roll in. There. That's the way I felt. Uh, amongst the other things you can do here to make this more sub-like, you've got active passive sonar, mm-hmm. pretty cool. You'll I keep- did like what you know as you're as you're driving along, you'll pick up different life forms. They'll say like biological yeah. life form. You see a whale or sometimes something, you know? you'll sometimes you'll see what some. I mean, the whales are in missions. Mm-hmm. Like there are missions where you have to do stuff to, to help the whales or do or to use them. I guess more to help them. I guess uh, you can also do stuff like flood and blow your ballast. Mm-hmm. You got to. Yep. And new and my personal favorite uh, neutralized tanks, which is good because that's when you're like your subs going crazy. Hit that button. It, at least you're not going up. Levels you out. Yeah. yeah. You know, I wish I had that in real life. Yeah. I need to neutralize myself occasionally. <laughs> I'm going bonkers. Um, this game features uh, uh, a whole host of camera views mm-hmm. that you would have come to expect. You know, as I mentioned, it's your cockpit, rear, fly the by, fly blah, by. Blah, blah. And even, you can even have, if you've got wingmen, you can look at their view graphically. Okay. So we know what a micro pros. Simulator brings the table. They generally have the stuff we've just talked about. Right. Uh, how do you like the look of this? Do you think that they pull off the undersea situation for you to? Did you, you know, feel I, I've got to be honest. For a 1994 game, this seems pretty dated. Oh, pretty dated. Okay. I would expect higher fidelity graphics coming out of, especially the PC at this time. Um, I feel like this is something that would be like a 91, 92 type thing. Just, just, just going off the way that it looks, the way that it runs. Cause there's nothing here that is really pushing the boundaries of much. It does have the look, uh, it certainly has the, the feel of an early nineties micro approach game. Yeah. They had that feel. Mm-hmm. And I mean, don't, and that's not a knock No, because it's a, the thing is, here's the game. It's a totally functional Sub get futuristic sub game. We haven't talked about the missions and stuff yet. We'll get to it, but I mean graphically, uh, I again I would like to have had uh, some sort of uh, like radar that I can see on the screen. You know what I'm saying? Like a something and like something cooler than what you get. Mm-hmm. You can flip through the different screens, but like I would like to have something a little easier to navigate. Right. Uh, but on flip side, they've got the waypoint thing. But in terms of the graphics in your cockpits, that they're they're okay. I would not call them exemplary. I would not call the game's graphics in general exemplary. I think they're okay. They, they they're get the job done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, and like you said, the biological things you come across are kind of cool. Look at the enemy subs are kind of cool. You're often gonna like and, you, I, and I can't attest to like later missions because I suck too bad to get anywhere past the first couple missions on the scenarios. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the scenarios, I'm guessing you tried some of the different scenarios. They, it's not like uh, you're in the Bahamas, now you're in China, now you're in Mongolia. I mean, they're all, uh, you're underwater. Yeah, that was really the most disappointing part. Yeah. Because, like, when you when you look at the photos of the places you're going, it's like South China Sea. You're like, yeah. cool. And it's it shows, a, yeah, it shows like Shanghai the, or something. You notice the photos were not shot at the bottom of right. Shanghai. <laughs> right, exactly. Good move, game. Because exactly. otherwise, you're, you know, it's, I will say, if you're, if you're making this game, they're like, listen, we need five different unique scenarios. You're like, no problem. Because what do you got? You got to get to worry about. Right. When you do early missions, and I'll get the example. The first mission I did was go out and stop the bad guys' mind bots. All right? And, and do it stealthily. So mm-hmm. 
What does that mean? Well, this is where it turns into like a, a sub game. Right. You know, in something like CCA Attack Sub, uh, for example, if, you, if you're moving like a maniac through the sea, tearing through, well, you're causing a churn that can be picked up by other subs. The same thing in this game. There's a bar on the right side of the screen, and when you fire up the sub, it will tell you how much noise you're making. You know, so, and if you don't care, you fire that sucker up the full blast and go. What you will be doing in this game is the old accelerate time routine, which I used early and often to get, go from waypoint to waypoint, because as, unlike uh, some other games, so you might run into stuff, you're generally not going to run into anything. You're in the water. Mm. So I never had any trouble just accelerating time, zipping to where I wanted to get. And it does make you wonder, like, if you can do that that easily, why not put more stuff in there? Why not put a little bit of risk in there? Uh -huh. um, because uh, otherwise, why would you not just accelerate time? And then it's like, why even have it in there at all? I, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, once you, like, for example, in the first mission, you had uh, the droids at the bottom, you shoot them. So now we're going to get into the combat portion of the game. Uh, you have multiple variant missiles you can pick and torpedoes. Uh, the, your torpedoes are more like uh, guided, where your missiles are just like, you just shoot at the whatever you got in, in your reticle. I found this to be, I mean, it works okay. There's a, uh, there's a uh, targeting device. That sort of, it, it looks sort of realistic, where there's a line that goes to the target. And there's a readout on, on your computer screen that says, okay enemy or unknown or mm -hmm. biological it's very very elite -esque it's very elite-esque uh, and then you go up and you try to blow up these things now combat in this i did not necessarily find simple uh because it's hard to just not it's hard to it's hard to shoot stuff from distance mm -hmm. i found and shooting stuff that's moving i found particularly difficult there's no targeting mechanism like there are in a lot of these type of games where you can hit the t button and then it will hone See, in, I, you know? I thought i was doing something wrong because mm -hmm. i tried like game bus just to be able to do yeah that. there's nothing in the manual you think in 2050 they'd have targeting crap <laughs> targeting computers should be invented you know, by 2050. Uh, now is it easy to blow up mine robots it's not that bad but you've got to line it up and mm -hmm. so what you've got to learn to do is and this is where you have to use the free movement as opposed to the you know the uh you know four-way is because you've got to get up on the bots and sort of aim down mm -hmm. these little bots can take a couple shots yeah they blow up yeah and something else and i watched people play this online i was laughing because they were blowing up these bots but they were friendlies which is weird because they're intermingled amongst the enemies all the time or mm. stuff that's not it's not in, an enemy thing right you know and so there's another aspect of this game when you finish missions you get paid and I never really figured out what to do with the money because it seemed like I could outfit my sub any way that I wanted. It wasn't like I was going to any kind of a store. So I don't know if that's a score mechanism or how that money eventually gets spent. Yeah, that's one of the downsides when you only have a week to play something. If there are anything that goes on like 10, 15, 20 levels in, mm. and like I, but I'm the same way. I saw that you got money, but I don't know what you... I, I assumed you would buy better armaments and whatnot. Now, more advanced missions are, are actually there's some pretty unique missions in this one i remember was a mission where you had to drop this device to lure these whales out of this pen mm -hmm. did you see that no try i didn't that see one? this one and so you're that one doesn't you're not you're actually trying to stealthily put this in to get these whales to come out of this area mm -hmm. i don't remember why but it was kind of, that was kind of neat. Yeah. There's some stuff like that. There's some stuff where you're sneaking in, sneaking out, with mm -hmm. you know, which is fun. The thing about submarines that always I enjoyed was, and I'm not a big stealth guy, but it is kind of fun when you can sneak up on a sucker. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't, 
I wasn't the master of the sonar. I don't. I was not having the best luck mm-hmm. knowing where I was. There at is the time. there is a I think a skill involved in switching between the passive and active. In some cases, you want to use one over the other. Yeah. So. There, again, you get a goodly amount of missions on this. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of replay by here. And, you know, this is a game... I, listen, you know I'm not the best at these sorts of games. However, this is a game that we've talked this before on some other games. This is a game that would be great to kind of wean yourself into classic flight simulators. And I know people out there that are just, like, super great at F-19 or Nice of Sky or uh, Super Huey or whatever. And that's fine. But some of us are too dumb or just don't understand how this stuff works. Mm-hmm. This thing, I, did, I found you could get around with the waypoints. It just, if I can get back and forth, I feel like that's a win right there. Yeah. And then the, not having to land. Even just completing the training missions, I felt a sense of success right. being able to do that. And this is a game where you it doesn't make you feel like an idiot right. immediately, right? And it, which is fine. And I thought that like some of the missions that I tried were like they weren't even combat that combat oriented. It was more like you're going to patrol this area and you need to identify the craft that are in this area. Yeah. And it's like, but you need to stay away from them because you don't want them to be alerted by your presence. Yeah. Stuff like that. I thought there was a pretty good variety of missions. Like you said, the whale one. Well, these guys are clever, mm-hmm. too. I mean, they know what they're doing. So I think there's, some, I think there's. this would be a good jumping on point for some people that want to move their way up to the more advanced stuff. Because I, I thought this is pretty fun. Now, again, I wish I had a better idea of where I was, the reckoning occasionally, uh, and... The it, whole submenu system, all of that needs to be reworked. The sub, and, and yeah. really, the, the problem I've got with this game, this is the downside for me. And again, I, I thought we both agreed that Greg's are serviceable. Like, Knights of the Sky is not what I'd call this beautiful game. But, I mean, there's still stuff to see. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not that much to see in this. I would have preferred it's to bleak. have seen, yeah. And, I mean, obviously, they're going for realism. When you're really down there, it's dark. Yeah. But what I would have liked to have seen is add a whole lot more bioluminescent creatures, big octopuses and giant squid. Yeah, it is surprising. But, I mean, of course, I don't know if they were, like, listen, the bottom of the sea, there's not a crap ton of crap that lives there. Right. But still, we could lie. Yeah. There's also not it's futuristic a, stuff. It's a video game. You know, now, I'm assuming... This is probably stretching the abilities. Of, this is an AGA again. This is probably, probably near in the upper echelon of what you're going to get out of the Amiga. Probably so. And so that could have been part of the... I mean, it's the same reason. Like, you could actually go in there and change detail levels on this thing. I don't know if you noticed that. So yeah. You could, and you could turn... You can change... You can the, change the texturing of the you polygons. Can change, yeah, you could give them texture, take mm-hmm. it away, you know... Which I th- did you fool with that at all? I put everything up on high. You yeah, know, just I mean, it, it, I, it ran okay. Yeah, but of course we're not using a eight five hundred right. on this. But this wouldn't run an eight five hundred. So uh, I thought it was okay. I think there's something to be had there. It's not my favorite because it's I like something with a little more to look at. Mm-hmm. To be honest with yeah. you, uh, but it was at least different. And I'll give the guys credit for that. Did we did we get any action on this? Uh, we did. We got a couple reviews on Discord this week, as always. If you're just tuning into the show for the first time, if you're a member of our Discord community, you can post reviews that we will read on the air. Our first review comes from Level Lord. He says, I've had high hopes for this game since it's not overly complicated, and it was ranked pretty high when it was released. Subwar 2050 is an arcade simulation game where focus is more oriented towards action than simulation, completely opposite of Red Storm Rising, let's say. Basic submarine functions are still present, like passive and active sonar control and control over ballast tanks, and, well, that's it. Graphics and sound <laughs> effects are nice. Music can play, too, with the sound effects on. We didn't talk about that. Did you turn the music on in the game while you played? 
Oh, I did. It was great. Well, Very that, atmospheric music. That added a lot to it for me. Um, <clears throat> and the music gives the player an atmospheric illusion of deep water with occasional whale echo. Like most of the simulators, there are a bunch of external views. And there are even wingmen present in the game, a repair screen, and a ridiculously unusable map. Ah, M2. Yeah. Okay, I feel better if the Lord says it. Combat part was hard for me, and not because of the actual enemies, but because of the constant struggle I had with the jumping, jumpy bearing and clumsy controls. Tried using the mouse, but that was even worse because there was a significant lag between mouse and projected movement on the screen. Maybe it was the emulator, so I kept using a joystick. Another issue was the throttle, which had a mind of its own and two speeds, full forward and almost stop. I know this game was revolutionary when it was released, and I enjoyed it back in the day. Playing it now, and for a few days, I can say it did not age very well, at least not for me. Six out of ten. He sort of echoed a lot of what we said there, but I will say that. Absolutely. And he knows his stuff, so I feel less like an idiot now. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Pajaco6502 chimes in. He says, technically very impressive, with a lot of stuff crammed in, maybe too much. Now, I know that all games of this era were a rinse and repeat kind of affair, but everything in Subwar 2050 really just felt like go here, shoot the things, and come home. In between, the whole game was very sparse with not much going on, which, yes, I know is down to the technical limitations at the time, but when you look at Elite, for example, there was a whole sub-game underneath. And on that note, this just could have easily have been a space game and you would barely notice. I like the visuals, and the audio was quite immersive. The menus were clunky, and having to close them without being able to navigate between pages is irritating. I also didn't like how waypoints wouldn't always be on my HUD, making the whole navigation system feeling a bit old school. I really would have liked some kind of radar on my screen rather mm -hmm. than text. I've played other games of this type and enjoyed them more, and I will freely admit that I only spent about an hour with this game, but I just couldn't get into it. Maybe you'll like this, but not for me. Five out of ten. You know, you mentioned something there. We probably should bring up with the waypoints. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I like the waypoint system. I like the fact that the little arrows tell you which way to go, and it gives you the bearing. But he's right. You're not always going to see those waypoints. Right, right. And that can be uh, discombobulating. Yeah. You know, and also when it comes to this speeding up and slowing down, like I kept hitting a button I shouldn't have that from the another game, but one of the micro press games. So the buttons aren't exactly the way they were. Like you can't just hit the number buttons and go up and down. Mm -hmm. And so there's that was kind of weird. Um, I looked up the reviews on this boat. By the way, this is apparently quite a popular PC game. It got eight. It was eighteenth voted eighteenth greatest game of all time in PC gamers. So the really? dog, the dog people liked it. Uh, the uh, people over at Lemon gave this thing an 8.09. Uh, and the various magazines, I mean, it's straight, pretty much 80s across the board. Mm -hmm. Amiga Action, Amiga Format, Amiga Joker, Amiga Power, all gave it scores in the 80s. Uh, the, uh, the one, the only outlier was AUI, gave it a 74. So the average magazine rating on this was 81. That's probably a fair score, yeah, I, I think. think so. I mean, this is not a bad game. It's just not... It's hard. Yeah, a lot of times, uh, you know, su uh, simulations just don't age well because we become yeah. used to a certain quality of life. Yeah, it's just not. A, it's not a game that I yeah, listen. I'm not usually a graphics guy, but I mean, this one's murky. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem with the C. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like Ringo was way off in in real life. You know, Octopus's Garden sounds good on paper. Not in a, not in not in real life. Yeah. Although it sounded great when we saw him live in concert. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I looked this up on the eBay boat to see what uh, we'd be looking at. I saw these sell uh, the big box uh, for the Amiga CD32 sell between thirty and forty-five dollars. Although apparently these can go for substantially more. And I'm looking at the asking prices on here, 
And a lot of people are asking uh, between 60 and $100. It seems to me someone told me that the AGA version, this was much rarer, and that seems to be so because I'm looking here on eBay and I don't see any of the eBay or the uh, of the uh, disc-based ones. So if you've got one of those, you might have something dandy. Mm. So what do you? So what's your final thoughts on this boat? You know, this is one that you should try if you're at all interested in sub sims for the Amiga. Just you have to be prepared that's that the the deep sea is is cold, and is dark, and it's lonely. That's that's the way you say it, but well done. If you ask any Amiga repair technician what the most problematic component of a motherboard is they'll undoubtedly mention capacitors. The electrolytic capacitors that ship with the Amiga are 30 years old or older at this point, and each one is a ticking time bomb waiting to explode battery acid all over your motherboard, sometimes damaging it irrevocably. Don't wait. Replace your capacitors now. Full capacitor kits for every Amiga model are available now at retrorewind.ca. Don't want to attempt the repair yourself? Use their white glove recap service and leave the intricate removal and soldering process to the professionals using industry standard equipment. Use the promo code AMIGOS10 at checkout and save 10% off your cap kit or service. Remember, make RetroRewind.ca your first stop for all your Commodore computer needs. Amiga News. All right, Boat, here we go again, my friend. You know, Aaron, this week on the news, uh, our first story is a, uh, a very special uh, story because these guys started around the same time that we did. Yeah. Uh, back in 2015, uh, two guys, uh, Dan and Ravi, along with their buddy, uh, Jeff, I think. Uh, Mr. Fox. Mr. Fox. Uh, he, uh, they, they started a little show called The Retro Hour. Yeah. And uh, they didn't stop. And they, yeah. they, <laughs> just like us, they kept on trucking. They have hit episode 400, and what an episode this one is. This is an interview with one of the main designers from Monkey Island, yeah, the Scum Engineer. It's the two-parter. I'm listening. I'm in the, I'm in the first part right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I catch I catch Retro Hour, especially when they've got a guest that I'm really into. But, uh, hey, congratulations, fellas. The guys over there. Have always been super nice to us and super supportive. Uh, of course, your boy, uh, the Ravster, Ravi, and the whole gang. Over there. Joe Fox, thank you, yeah, not Joe Jeff Fox. Fox. Yeah, Dan. We like and Dan, both of those guys put out some really good video stuff. Mm -hmm. It's funny that uh, Dan and Ravi put out some. They're underrated for their incredible good video. Oh my gosh! Stuff. You don't see it like some of the best Ravi stuff. The, it, that stuff's really good. Ravi's Amiga documentaries are second yeah. to none. I'm sad that he. Because, I mean, I loved what he was doing there. I thought mm. it was really good. Of course, you get some flack when you get that Amiga history oh, or whatever. Yeah. There's always some suckers that don't like where you're going. Plus, we don't want to forget about his uh, DJ and stuff. So, congratulations uh, on hitting the big 400. Uh, that show is off the charts popular. And it's just it, good things happen to good people. So, congratulations, uh, fellas. I was really happy to see that. Absolutely. Now, Aaron, we got some gaming news this week. Uh, there's a game called Project Quest. That we haven't talked about in a while. We mentioned this a couple months ago. They've got a new level out right now. This is a top-down shooter, sort of your uh, commando style or your uh, chaos engine style game, uh, but it's set in a, in a medieval setting. Uh, you can uh, 
download this right now. This is coded in AMOS. Doesn't doesn't give us a uh, what we need. Oh, it looks like it's playable on an OCS machine with two megs of RAM, so you don't need a Super Amiga to play it. Look how beautiful! This it looks, looks great, though. man. Yeah. It looks great. That I can't looks wait. Really nice. I, I don't think I, we even played this. Have we? No, because like, this is the one that was in the game jam. Everything. I don't remember this. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, Electric Black Sheep is the name of the developer. Look how nice that looks. Yeah, though. and I love you know this is the kind of thing. I wonder if you can get a little multiplayer on this. That'd be that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Absolutely. So that, yeah, that looks nice. We're going to continue to keep an eye on this yeah. and uh, maybe even cover it on the show once it comes Man, there's out. There's so many good things coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh god, it's so different from when we started. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of good things, El Cap El Capitan Torino. Well said. This is uh, uh <laughs> it's described by Neil over at Indie Retro Games as a rather unusual Amiga game uh, developed by using Red Pill. Of course, Red Pill, the sort of also ran to the Scorpion engine. Oh, you got to rag on a red now? Listen, you've got to. But for those of you that are still slogging it out with the Red Pill, you can do what this this has got it's a not, it's, it's got, fine. It's a, you got a little it's almost like a sort of sedan exactly. in, a, in a rainbow world. Yeah, it, it's like in the in like the the, the like the Sega um, Fantasy Star universe. Look how huge the dude is. Look at the see this the big graphics. Mm-hmm. This is not for little people. It's a big dog. <laughs> it's a big man's game. Yeah, I mean, you've got your sensible soccer, the little tiny gimmicks. Right. I like a big, beefy looking sucker. This, now, this looks pretty good too, Boat. As we know, with the Red Pill engine, you you can't be chugging along with an A500 and get these things to go. You got to have two megs of RAM and an O20 minimum. Oh, that's a, that's a so it's an A1200. A, a you're in. That's not bad. I, I'm assuming that's what they're playing this one. Yeah, it does look like it's a little chuggy. But I mean, it, so is this in in production or is this out? Boat? This is. Uh, it says that it is now. I, I believe it is now out. You can download it right now. Uh, looking up to see, it looks like that you can get this from uh, AmiNet. You know, they have that big LHA archive. Uh, this is, and I believe that you can you can play this right now, uh, Captain. This is based on the Capitan Torino comics. Man. So, uh, are, you, are you familiar with the comic? No, I think this comic? is maybe a Spanish rag. Is it? Look at this boat. He's getting <laughs> getting chased by a big spider. I like that. I like so a that's chasing. a smart hero. When you see why those things come, you're gone. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna rescind my earlier comments. I, I, this game's actually growing on me. <laughs> look, I mean, look at those spiders. Yeah, it does it look good. It looks like a comic book. It too. looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Yeah. Well, good job. Good job, guys. That's what happens, Boatsy. It's sometimes it's not the tool, brother. It's the it's the person using the tool. That's true. You know what I mean? I'm just the tool. Well, I didn't say it, but yeah. <laughs> and finally, Aaron, we have the long-awaited, never duplicated, ten mark trip report from Amy West. Yeah. 2023, America's largest Amiga event. Yeah, I watched this video with the Dugster as he went around. Uh, man, I would love to like buy stuff here. That's about the my takeaway is. Get cheap crap at the at Amy West because there were like tons of crap here. I was like, oh man. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just like when we went to Cocoa Fest. People blow stuff out. They yeah. bring stuff because they want right. to get rid of it. You're right because Cocoa Fest was like cheap goodies mm-hmm. too. I mean, you loaded up. Oh yeah. You made out like a double bandit. I was you know too cheap at the time, and I also didn't want to carry a bunch of crap. I'll be honest. Uh, but uh, plus, I couldn't carry crap in that outfit. <laughs> but this, I was in that auction early and often. This looks great. Uh, there's a lot. Of, you know, the funny thing about the Amiga, Amiga, like your higher end Amiga owners, it's like if you have a sports car. Mm-hmm. You don't just have like like I've got some Amigas in there. Right. That's for suckers. They've got Amigas with like stripes and lights mm-hmm. and and boom boxes strapped to them and all yep. kinds of crap going on. You know, and I appreciate that. 
They had some unique stuff here that you don't see that often. Of course, Doug's going around. Everybody knows Doug. They gave they kind of gave Doug the business a couple times, which was funny. A little joke action. They had uh, they had speakers. The whole nine yards. I mean, listen, we we looked at, at Amy West years ago. We burned a bridge out there, and it was like it looked like it was about twenty people there. It looked like they held it like a cafeteria because it was a like COVID was going on. It was and they they kept the ball rolling. So mm. I'll give them credit. This right here. This was no joke, brother. This was the full deal. Completely back. And it's completely and back. It's more than back. It's it's up. It's mm-hmm. like from it's like the phoenix from the ashes. And now they're stronger than ever because more people are in the Amiga. Uh, more the the community's picked up. More right. people are interested. And they, I saw not just Amigas here, but I saw uh, Spectrums and TIs. And so I mean, there are people that are bringing their classic computers out to play. And it's love. It's a glorious thing. It's great to see. You think about this boat. That th- this is the biggest Amiga show in North America, okay, or in the United States. I don't mm. know because the Canadian ones are pretty huge, right? Well, I don't know if you count like something like World of Commodore. Obviously, is tons bigger, but it's also not a strictly Amiga right. show. But I mean, uh, we we watch all the stuff that happens over in Europe and in Germany and mm-hmm. in the UK. Rabbies think they're getting all these huge things, and I think we're going to be getting some of that soon. Yeah, I think we're on the way yeah. to getting some of that, and that's okay with me. Me too. I'm man. down. I'm down with the clown on that because, uh, hey, listen, the Amiga. Sorry to break it to you people, but it was born here in the U.S. of A. You know, that's one of our babies, and I would like to see people here learn about their own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know about. You know, Nintendo, which isn't from here. We all know about the Sega, which isn't from This is from here. Right. You know, get in there. Yeah, Sega actually from here, but... Sega wasn't built here, was it? I know, I know, I know. But I mean, they're not from here now. I've never been for a long time. Aaron... That's going to do it for this week's Amiga News. That was sort of a, good news, but sort of a light news week, but sort of a but all, all the stories were quality. I think so. And again, congratulations to the Retro Hour. Congratulations to uh, Amy West. And congratulations to El Capitan Torino. Yeah, <laughs> you really turned the corner on your I Capitan. I did. I love him now. I love him. Beautiful. Listen, Aaron. We've had some uh, got some things going on in the old YouTube channel lately. We did okay. Uh, we've got a couple things to talk about real quick. Uh, we released a new Coco show this week on Middle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. This was sort of flew on the radar for a lot of people, but I think uh, they would enjoy the backstory of this thing because it's crazy the path that went from going from uh, uh, the BBC Micro to the Coco mm-hmm. in a weird way. We had a lot of fun on that one. Uh, we also uh, released a, a the third conversation with Dark Side. Uh, it's Halloween as we record this. It's coming, and uh, this time out, uh, I was flying solo, but I, I interviewed a local professional ghost hunter. To get all the trips of the trade. It was actually a lot of fun. Uh, people that listened to it told me they really enjoyed it. Uh, so if you're in, in that sort of thing, if you're not into ghost hunting, you just want to hear about what that kind of tools they use or the experience they had. I think you get a kick out of it. Uh, We'll be at it one more time. There'll be one more conversation to the dark side. It'll be coming out on Halloween. But it's being filmed tonight. And it'll be coming out on Halloween. And we'll see how that one goes. And then we'll be back uh, to our normal schedule uh, in the next couple weeks. And I will announce that uh, a week from tonight, I'll be recording my stream tribute to everyone's favorite Edgar Vigdahl of uh, Deluxe Galaga fame. I'm going to try to play everything he ever did, including the weird demos that, that were never even released that are playable. I'm going to break those out. So that should be a lot of fun. We'll learn a little bit and have play a lot of good games. But Sounds good, man. Sounds good. All right, Aaron. What do we got coming up next week? Let's have a look, Boat. 
narco police. <laughs> really? Narco? Why have you heard of What's that? A, you know, you need to do some research over the KSP. Ask around, hey, you know anybody on the narco squad? The narco police. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Seems like that'd be the place to get stationed. That's true. It's like, they're still dead, sir. <laughs> Listen, are you sure you don't mean the necro police? We need to, well, you're right. I was like, what? Are, what's the thing with narco? Narco is like narcotics. Oh, it's the drug police. I never thought of it that way. You're right. The whole time I thought of this as necro. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you're gonna put a, you're gonna put a car. We're gonna stake it at the graveyard. They're not leaving, chief. <laughs> It sounds like a good gig, for sure. And you know, the narco police, I'm practically, I work there. I was going to say, I was going to say, you can bring your that's specialized every, knowledge. That's every cop in Kentucky <laughs> on the narco police. I can tell that right now. Have you heard of this stuff? I was listening to Rogan this morning. Uh-huh. Have you heard of this stuff called Trank, T-R-A-N-Q? I've heard the term. I don't know. So they're, they're lacing fentanyl now. Oh, with uh, with what? with horse tranquilizer, okay, okay, because yeah. it's supposed to make it last longer. Oh yeah, but the horse tranquilizer is so strong, your body physically tries to reject it, and it causes these huge sores to break out, and they're having to chop people's arms off. No kidding. Yeah, one would wonder because I'm not, I, attention to people. And I'm sort of a member of the narco police. I'll just mm-hmm. go over. I'm going to release a police statement right now. Fentanyl is triple deadly. Right. And so the it's like saying we're gonna lace the dynamite with like hand grenades. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> it's like why don't they just make so you shoot yourself up and then you're just dead because that's what you're doing. The new drug should just be put this thing in your mouth and pull the trigger. Yeah, exactly. It's cheaper it is. too. It is. It's My crazy. God, what's wrong with people, both? It's insane. everyone that's out there on drugs. Get an Amiga. Yeah. Will that work? I think that'll work. Okay. That's that's, that's the new Dancy Reagan push. I hear. <laughs> I'm the new Nancy Ray. I can live with that. Give me some jelly beans, boat. All right, guys. As always, if you'd like to support our show, patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. We want to thank our super, super moderator over on Twitch, Super Tech Boy, for dropping the links, keeping everybody in line, and wielding the band hammer. That's That's right. right. Well done, sir. Guys, we'll see you next time. And until then, adios. Amigos is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Patreon supporters help choose the games we play receive exclusive magnets, and get access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server. Visit patreon.com slash amigospodcast if you'd like to support the show and join our community.